And what you'll notice is now that you're eating and drinking real foods that your body can recognize and digest, you actually won't need a snack before you make your way to lunch. You're gonna stay fuller longer. Um, it's You're gonna also feel less bloated. Maybe before women and men, they might have been running to the bathroom right after they have their breakfast, their protein shake or their coffee, their some ceremonial drink. They can often realize that very quickly right after that, oh my gosh, my stomach's not hurting or I'm not bloated or I'm not running to the bathroom. I don't have a headache anymore. I feel energized, I feel fuller longer. These are all indications that what you're putting in is being recognized by your body and you are getting the effects of it, which is feeling good. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. When's the last time you spent minutes, if not forever, in front of a grocery store aisle looking at labels. I know I remember early on in my journey to be gluten-free and sugar-free, I was just ran to the store to get some salad dressing. Very simple task. You would think that would be easy and I'd be home in minutes. It was like 45 minutes later that I walked back into the door, into the door of my home and I didn't have anything with me. My favorite salad dressing to make is the one my mom would make and pour over everything. And it was olive oil, lemon juice, salt, and garlic. Four simple ingredients, clean as can be, you know exactly what's going in it. And uh, my mom being from the Middle East, we would use a mortar and pestle and put salt in the bottom, add the garlic and mash the fresh garlic into the salt, then pour in some lemon juice, squeeze a, a half a lemon or a whole lemon, depending on how much we're making, and add like a cup of olive oil, stir that up. And that is the best, the absolute best salad dressing. You can put it over salads, you can put it over chicken, meats, it just is a great accompaniment to any of the food you eat. But why was I so long at the grocery store without buying anything? Because as I was looking at these salad dressing labels, there were chemicals, preservatives, sugar, cane syrup, all of this stuff. And you wouldn't naturally put sugar on your salad, but that's basically what we do so often. Now, there are other ingredients too that are uh, disguised on our labels to seem healthy or okay, but are actually quite toxic for us. And I want to make that easy for you. I want to make it easy for me uh, and shorten my trips to the grocery store even. And so today I'm going to have an expert in in nutrition, really. And her site is called Wake Up and Read the Labels. <laughs> I love that. Been on her podcast, which is the Wake Up and Read the Labels podcast. And she has a great social media and a huge social media following around this and continues to post and help people wake up. So I'm going to introduce you today to Jen Smiley. She has suffered from asthma, stubborn weight, and inflammation for most of her life. Specialists kept testing her and prescribing medications with no real answer as to why this was happening. And nothing changed until she decided to read the back of a seemingly healthy food product and noticed she was consuming ingredients she couldn't even pronounce. This set her on a wake-up mission to find foods with real ingredients that she could recognize and pronounce. So she definitely has become an expert in this, and I can't wait for her to share so much of her wisdom and pearls with us today on The Girlfriend Doctor Show. Welcome, Jen, to The Girlfriend Doctor Show. Thank you, Dr. Anna. I'm excited to be here and hopefully with you and I together, bring more awareness to food labels and wake everybody up. Yes, I love it. Wake up and read the labels. 
That is a good brand that tells you exactly what you're doing. And let's talk about why. Why is it important? Why was it important for you to wake up and read the labels? Yeah, for so long, I'm in my mid-20s dealing with chronic fatigue, dealing with inflammation, also just being a little overweight and not understanding, you know, I'm working out. Why is my weight not budging? My husband was also on Nexium for heartburn. He would get heartburn or acid reflux after every single meal. And so I'd like to credit him where credit's due, but he started off on this more holistic um, well-being and embarked on his own journey, reading books, reading blogs, trying to uh, figure out how to live his life more optimally. So he came to me and said, you know, hey, Jen, can you stop cooking with meat for a month and let's see how I feel? And so we did all these different kind of diets. And while we never got to where we would want to be, we did notice like this small movement in how we either felt after a meal or how we felt the next morning. And so I knew there was some connection between food and health, but I really didn't know where to go, right? I think for a lot of people that are choosing to help heal themselves and help clean a clean living life, they're often siloed and they're fragmented and they go to one place and they don't know where all the connections are. So I was working out one day. I was the girl in the back of the workout room. My sports bra is hanging on by one hook. I have one pair of black leggings that fit and I'm working out, looking at everyone thinking, why can she have endurance? Why is she skinny? Why, why do they seem like they have energy? Why do I feel like this? And as I'm reaching for my inhaler at the bottom of every bag after every class, I said, you know, what is happening? I started questioning. So one day I'm walking home from a workout class and I'm drinking a premier protein drink. And I started reading just the front. You know, it tells you the carbs. It tells you no added sugars. It says it's got, you know, 20 whatever grams of protein. And now that I know this, these are marketing tactics. And that's why I was buying this particular protein in hopes that it would help me get healthy. But it wasn't until I actually flipped it over and started realizing that the ingredient list was so tiny, I couldn't read it. And also after the third or fourth ingredient, I no longer could pronounce these ingredients. Mm -hmm. That is when it felt like the clouds came down. Everything turned gray. I felt my heart drop down all the way to the ground. I felt betrayed. I felt lied to. I felt all of a sudden having label fatigue as I run home and start reading all my labels, the condiments, the coffee creamer, my milks, my proteins, everything. And I realized a lot of these same weird ingredients exist all over. That's what brought me on this wake up mission. I would wake up every morning, go to the grocery store, multiple cities, multiple chains, just to find foods made with real ingredients. Mm -hmm. And so like some of these, and you were suffering from inflammation, how long after changing and really uh, getting real food ingredients, did your symptoms go away? It was overnight, literally. Wow. Like, after we figured out, okay, this is the clean pasta that doesn't cause inflammation or bloating. And these are the sauces and the condiments to put on there to still continue eating the foods you love, except now my body knew how to digest it. So I no longer had that inflammatory response. It was literally once I had all the foods figured out, it was within a week or two that the bloating went away. My husband, his belt size, he went down two notches. I no longer needed my inhaler at this point, which was mind boggling to me. And then uh, we both just started fitting in our clothes. Our skin is clearing up. We have energy. There's no more waking up in, in just feeling like a sloth all day. Mm. That is so good. That is so good. And it's like these hidden ingredients and these foods that otherwise we think we're doing something healthy. You know, I was, yeah. you know, we've had these great comments, discussions about gluten-free, going gluten-free, but the gluten-free substitutes can be really unhealthy for you too. Again, things that are supposed to be healthy, but are laden with preservatives, chemicals, food coloring. So let's talk about some of those key ones, like, and some of the common questions that you often get. For sure. So that's what gets people the most started on this clean eating journey because they are turning to a dairy-free or a gluten-free diet lifestyle. One, because they're becoming more educated on it and realizing, hey, our gluten isn't made the same way that it used to be. And 
they're even going to their doctors and their doctors are telling them, hey, why don't you try gluten-free? Why don't you try dairy-free? Then what happens? You get a piece of paper that told you to go gluten and dairy-free. You head on to the grocery, you look at it, and all of a sudden you see tons of gluten-free and dairy-free choices. And so what, what's next? What drives you listening or the consumer to buy these things is one, brand awareness. That's why these big brands are dipping their toes into the dairy-free market. Um, you also look at eye-level shelves. That means these big brands that have a lot of money can pay for more rows. They mm -hmm. pay to get in front of your eyes at the eye-level shelf. So it's important to not get that label fatigue, not to get that misinformation that just because it says gluten-free or dairy-free doesn't mean that it's healthy. So you can spend a lot of time and flip these labels over and start to dive into it, right? So when you're seeing dairy-free, you want to make sure that you're not getting something with carrageenan. That is in some studies show it could be a carcinogen. Others say it can't. Here at Wake Up, we like to say, okay, that's a gray area. Why don't we just be safe and avoid that? Another one could be vegetable oils. Oftentimes, these yogurts, they'll put vegetable oils in it because they want to achieve this mouth taste feel that we're used to. That's kind of harder to achieve with a dairy-free yogurt versus the dairy that we're used to. And that goes for the milk. So one big brand is called Oatly. We see it on billboards. We see mm -hmm. it everywhere. I once read that Oprah Winfrey was actually an investor in there. And so that, that goes to show you that, hey, look, that's why you see Oatly everywhere. That's why you go to the grocery and there's eight rows of Oatly. There's a lot of money behind it. But they have something called low uric rapeseed oil in it, which is just another variation of a vegetable oil. For those listening, vegetable oil is probably the first thing that if you eliminate from your diet, you'll notice instantaneous changes. Our clients notice their joints feel better. They're losing inflammation. Um, they're not as their skin is not as dull looking. So and that's really because it's, you know, yep. these vegetable oils, seed oils are, are high in omega six fatty acids, right? Yep. And also alpha linoleic acid, which are contribute to inflammation. Uh-huh. And the Western diet has too many omega-6s. Mm -hmm. So I like to tell people like, hey, we all know that the Mediterranean diet is quote unquote anti-inflammatory. That's because it's high in omega-3s. Omega-3s are good. Americans aren't getting enough omega-3s. We're getting too many omega-6s. And so it's this, this imbalance in our body. So I would definitely look for that when you're looking for your dairy-free milk. You want to find a milk that has just almonds, water, and salt, or just cashews and water. You can also make your own. There's something called an almond cow. So then you can throw flax seeds. Oh in there yeah, or... I have that too. That's so good. You can make a macadamia nut milk <gasps> and how fun I got to pull that out. And I'm just thinking I was at the Whole Foods restaurant or, you know, a natural food market. And I, I bought a creamer for my girls. Like it was a almond milk creamer or coconut milk creamer. And I'm like, I didn't actually read the label on that one. I typically don't buy them, but I was like, oh, you know, I was going to get them something. And as, yeah, now I'm thinking I better go check on those ingredients. Oh, yeah. Even if it's in a place that's technically natural, healthy, that's still an issue, huh? Yeah, for sure. And the almond cow is really cool because you can do so many variations. I mean, pistachio milk, flaxseed milk, coconut milk. So if you have a nut allergy, you can get real specific so in there. What an almond cow is, it's a metal like, yeah. stainless pot and you put water in it and you put the nuts up top and it somehow like magically makes milk magic within like a minute or two <laughs> and then what's really cool is you take the pulp i tell my clients take the pulp and use that as your oatmeal replacement it's nice really that's a great suggestion syrup, make nut berries. bars yeah. make some nut bars with that mm -hmm. oh yeah you Add can make some crackers dates, you can make pizza yeah. crusts that that list goes on and on. So almond cows are super cool. Um, you can also do infused water with fruit, which is really cool. But that is as far as milks go. Now let's talk about gluten-free, right? We all mm -hmm. think, okay, I'm gluten-free. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be less bloated. Gluten-free is very sneaky. First of all, a lot of gluten-free stuff will have brown rice in it. Again, when you are eliminating gluten, that's super. But have you eliminated the ingredients your body does not recognize? I'm talking about preservatives, gums, fillers, emulsifiers, the refined sugars, the inflammatory oils, right? 
So gluten-free, I like to say, is a way for a company to market themselves as being healthy. And when you're grocery shopping, often, first of all, most people aren't reading ingredients because they're tiny. They're like 2% of the actual product itself. Um, the product is like 90%. 98% of it, I would say, is its billboard. And so slapping gluten-free all over it makes it look really, really healthy. Um, so reading those ingredients, making sure, again, you're avoiding those vegetable oils. You want to avoid preservatives. And you'll even see when you're reading, it'll say like mold inhibitor, or it'll say to preserve freshness, things like that. These are things that help it sit on the shelf longer, but food is food. And I think throughout time over, you know, especially the past decade, we're seeing more food on the shelves in the nineties. There was like 10,000, I believe it was 10,000 grocery items today. There's more than 50,000 grocery wow. items. So the fact that we're going to the grocery and we are confused and our health is declining is it correlates with the amount of choices in this con consumer confusion that the food marketing is essentially created. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think, too, one of the things, again, I started back in this in early 2000s and gluten-free was not popular and there weren't gluten-free options. And the biggest thing that I did, and I did this yesterday and I continue to do when I go grocery shopping, I stay on the outskirts the fresh vegetables, yep. the refrigerated items, you know, and I don't go down the rows unless I'm looking for something very, very specific. Yeah. But, and for those people who, you know, Hey, I want to eat pizza. I want to eat quesadillas. I want ice cream. They don't want to make their own tomato sauce. Like I get it. Life is busy. Yes. So when those things happen and you have kids and you need snacks in the house or you're throwing a party, like you, it's, it's advantageous to know the labels so that you can know what you're doing. Now, I know you had asked me, what are some common questions people ask? And I do want to touch basis on that. A lot of people say, well, where do I start? This is overwhelming right? Do I have to be, does this have to be perfect? Do I have to throw out all of my items in my pantry? And the answer is no, it doesn't need to be perfect right now. You're probably, you know, doing 10 to 20% of your week trying to get healthy. So somebody might order a healthy lunch at a restaurant, or maybe one night for dinner, they're thinking they're being healthy by eating a salad. And is that getting you anywhere? Probably not. So the same goes for being clean. I think the best place to start is starting with your morning. Generally, this is a ritual for someone. It's ceremonial. Are you doing a tea? Are you doing a coffee? Are you doing a hot drink, a cold drink? Are you having a protein shake? Really dive into any of the labels you're using. For protein shakes, check out your protein. I highly suggest you get a protein made with one real ingredient, such as bone broth protein. Nothing added. Add in some frozen food. Also your base. A lot of people are probably using a dairy-free base. Why don't you try instead coconut water made from just coconut or just using a water base? Otherwise get a clean dairy-free milk. As far as your coffee goes, it's super important to get a coffee that is tested for mold and toxins. Mm -hmm. I often tell people, you know, when you drink coffee and you feel kind of jittery, that is because your coffee has mold and toxins in it. And America has a big problem with importing a lot of coffee they don't allow in Europe here and sell it because it hasn't been tested for mold and toxins. Again, something consumers don't really realize, but- um, But it's important to like oh, yeah. even thinking about nuts and everything, but with coffee, I just a shout out to Dave Asprey's Danger Coffee. Bulletproof. Yeah, and, yep. Bulletproof and Danger Coffee. Love that. Those is good, clean options. In fact, that's better than probably my Nespresso coffee for convenience. <laughs> it is well, so hold on. easy. <laughs> hold on. Do you know Nespresso makes an empty pod and Bulletproof also makes a pod you can put in your Nespresso maker, but you they have an empty pod so you can pour your coffee beans in there and game changer. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. I'll have to go to the site and get one for sure yeah. because that will make um, a difference and yeah, cost effective too and environmentally I've effective. Yes, for sure, 100%. Mm -hmm. I, um, I've been starting my day. We actually have subscription to Bulletproof Coffee. That is what I drink every single day. I even have the Danger Coffee. I've had Bulletproof on my podcast as well. Talk about the hitting toxins in your coffee. So super important, but start out with that. I've had clients who have super success with cleaning up their morning routine, and they'll do that for a week or two. And what you'll notice is now that you're eating and drinking real foods that your body can recognize and digest, you actually won't need a snack 
before you make your way to lunch. You're going to stay fuller longer. It's You're going to also feel less bloated. Maybe before women and men, they might have been running to the bathroom right after they um, have their breakfast, their protein shake or their coffee, their some ceremonial mm-hmm. drink. They can often realize that very quickly right after that, oh my gosh, my stomach's not hurting or I'm not bloated or I'm not running to the bathroom. I don't have a headache anymore. I feel energized. I feel fuller longer. These are all indications that what you're putting in is being recognized by your body and you are getting the effects of it, which is feeling good. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's powerful. I mean, these little changes that we can make, what are some of the other ingredients that are really um, taboo or confusing? Great question. And I have a sheet in front of me, actually. Um, We are building an app right now that's being released early this year. I don't know when this podcast is released. But with that being said, we're going to have an ingredients glossary. So every ingredient you find, you can see what the ingredient is, where does it come from, you know, if it's going to promote inflammation or not. So some ingredients to avoid, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Um, dextrose would be one. It's a type of sugar that usually comes from corn or wheat. Now, the issue is that most of the time this corn and wheat is GMO. Consuming GMO products has been shown to cause gut disruption. So yeah. It's something you want to avoid, right? We oh, with that about- mention, it's yeah. erythritol was just in the news in nature. There was a headline that erythritol is associated with strokes and blood clots and clotting and all these these things. And erythritol yeah. is made from corn. And so, but again, like what is what was your take on that? I did a little report on it, but what was your yeah. take on that? So the only thing we would ever recommend with erythritol is monk fruit lacanto, and it's made from non-GMO corn. So I think that's that's one of the differences you need to take into account. Another one was like, I don't know 100%, but I think the study was done on seven people. Is that Yeah, well, there's an arm of the study that looked at only eight people. And right. the original parts of the study were on people with already established cardiovascular disease, diabetes. And what they looked at was the, you know, was a, a marker for, uh, inflammation. They looked at actually erythritol levels in the blood after consumption. We don't know what they consumed. We don't know how much. We don't know the demographics. We don't know if there was no control erythritol group versus it was just a analysis, a survey. Ah, these people yeah. have more erythritol in the blood. Is that because there's more inflammation? They're not digesting, not, you know, they have digestive issues. They're not moving it through. What what's going on and also what pro you know what were they consuming that either you know had erythritol or converted to erythritol there's so much bad about that study i mean you can't make I and i and i looked at the sub studies they were ref- referring to so which it blows my mind because this is nature and so like this is in a very good publication so i looked at all the sub studies they were reporting to and the data is not released yet like there's no data and I looked at yeah. all four or five of them, and there's no data. So those results weren't Take released, yeah. and yeah. we don't know the results of the study. We don't know the characteristics of the people in the study, other than they had established diabetes and right. cardiovascular disease and high yeah. health and risks. Yeah, you don't know what 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 else are those people eating? I mean, c- consumption of food is like a chemistry experiment. Yeah. So it is yeah. our body is a most- chemistry lab, right? Yes, exactly. And so, but the fact that it has made news, a headline and people, you know, they just read a headline and then there's all kinds of backlash. So take it with, take those studies with a grain of salt and investigate type thing, but making sure that it's coming from non-GMO corn is, is what you want to do. Some other ingredients that could be controversial, but we have seen when people remove these things from their diet, they, they, they get results. They get to feeling better. One of which is oats. Most oats are sprayed with glyphosate mm-hmm. out there. You see an oats in like every single um, protein bar and it's because it's a cheap filler. So oats have high phytic acid, which is an anti-nutrient. Now, 
If you, I like to say, hey, you guys listening, if you are eating oatmeal every morning and you can say, I'm bloated, I'm dealing with all these issues, well, that's indication that the oats probably aren't working for you. If you do want to turn to a cleaner oat, you would look for One Degree Farmers as a brand. They have sprouted oats and it's organic, which means it has no glyphosate and sprouted is easier to digest. Now, while you're healing your gut and you want to feel really good, I would suggest you swapping it out for an oat-free type of um, oatmeal or hot meal, such as we said the pulp from an almond cow makes a great yeah. swap, right? So I love to provide people with swaps. That way you don't have to eliminate the oatmeal. It's just we're going to find it from a different source. And that way, once your gut is healed and you no longer have this leaky gut syndrome and your belly is flatter and your symptoms are in check, then reintroduce those sprouted organic oats and see how that, see how you react, see how you feel. Right, right. Elimination approach, right? And then also, it's never a good idea to eat the same food every day. Every day. That will increase yeah. your risk of food allergies, food sensitivities. For sure. All about variety. Another <laughs> one is agave. I don't know how you feel about agave, but yeah. agave is essentially 80% fructose, which is one of the worst sugars on the planet. So um, the high fructose corn syrup is the worst same. sugar on that. Yeah. yeah. And that is, yeah. yeah. And so For much. Sure. Sodas, everything. Yep. Um, Salad dressings. People, Oh yeah. And people like you go to a bar and you say, or a restaurant, let's say restaurant, fancy bar. Hey, can I get a skinny margarita? And people think it's healthy because they're getting their tequila, their lime, and it's got agave. But really what you, what's better would be raw honey mixed with water as your sweetener. Oh, have you heard of a ranch water? Ranch water? It is tequila, lime juice, and soda, like a club soda or sparkling soda or chupa chico. And that's, that's a, a squirt of lime. That's perfect. Yes. Another tricky one though. Let's be careful with Chupa Chico. They have something called PFAS in it, which is polyflora. I got a polyfluorinated alcohols. I think it's PFAS. It's a forever chemical. It's been linked to a wide range of health risk and it's a man-made chemical. They use it to make nonstick cookware, sure, it's in your water. That's why you want to make sure you're getting reverse osmosis water. But of all the sparkling waters out there, LaCroix is like number five highest, but Chipa Chico is actually number one containing the highest amount of these chemicals. And the chemicals have been, it's called polyfluoralic. So you say it? Alical. I'm not good at that. But, yeah, poly, yeah. Something. Yeah, polyfluoralic. PFA, there you go, PFAS. But it's a forever chemical and studies have shown that it can suppress your immune system, lead to thyroid imbalances and all these things. So actually I have a bottle sitting here, Mountain Valley, their sparkling water has none in it. So again, it's choosing the better brand. So if you do your ranch water, I would prefer you to do it with water, tequila, lime, and water. But if you want to go for that spiraling water, make sure you pick out something like Mountain Valley with no PFAS. In it. There you go. I thought Topo Chico cleaned that up, that it was part of their bottling process because it's nice that they're in glass bottles. I know. So even if it so was appealing. the plastic bottles or the, yeah. No, there was backlash. And because they were the highest, I think it was like nine parts per trillion or something, they actually lowered it because theirs was so high, but it has not been eliminated. Mm, interesting. I know. Sneaky. Crazy, Sneaky crazy. I was sharing that I have zip water, which is a faucet that I tap it for hot water, I tap it for cold water, and I tap it for sparkling water. So, but I've oh not gosh. tested it for PFAS. But it's just beautiful because it's through a filtration. It's all filtered and, you know, totally clean. That sounds clean. like a built-in bartender. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So good. So good. So hydrated. So hydrated. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cheers to that. Yep. <laughs> now I got to dig out my almond cow and, and start doing that one again and make some great nut milks for the family, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so what are some other ones? Those are, I mean, it's just so like when you think about it too, I mean, we don't want to drink out a plastic bottle. So we go to the glass bottle, but we can't be guaranteed that we don't have something. And this leads us to, I think it's called Dirty River or the documentary or the movie based off of DuPont when they're producing Teflon, creating mass cancers and infertility and miscarriages and livestock deaths. And the river was, and I want to say maybe it's Blackwater or something, but it's such a great movie, a real based on a true story 
and it's about Teflon. And we think about the nonstick and how we have to clean up what we're cooking on too, the cooking, the beautiful foods that we want to cook, glass, corningware, you know, so some really cast iron plants I let, you know, or pans and um, mm -hmm. really looking yeah. at those things too. Yeah, for sure. Once you start cleaning, a lot of people, once they start cleaning up their diet and they see how much of an impact it has on their health, then they say, okay, now I'm ready to do my skincare, my supplements, my household essentials, cleaning supplies, cookware. So it's a great place to start, but to see the direct correlation on what you're being exposed to and the toxin burden and the fake ingredients and how much of an impact it has on your health. It's good to start with clean eating and yep. then you evolve into this like superior health and wellness being. Another one, another sneaky thing is that like we mentioned canola oil and vegetable oil, but what most people don't realize is some of these same oils that act, act similar would be sunflower oil. I know you can find that in some of the popular popcorns out there. There's safflower oil, corn oil, peanut oil. And if we go to Chick-fil-A and people think that they're getting grilled chicken nuggets and not eating the fries, they're being healthy, but it's still cooked in peanut oil, which is promoting that inflammation. It's going to just, uh, it's going to, obstruct you from feeling your best in addition to, well, I said the peanut oil. However, something sneaky is high oleac sunflower oil. So what that means is that they have cold pressed, not applied any heat to extract the sunflower oil. So it actually keeps the omega-3s and the omega-6s in check making it anti-inflammatory. It's when you just see sunflower oil, that means that high heat has been applied and it raised the omega-6s, which is what is promoting that inflammation. Mm, so much to learn. So many good points and, and steps here and thinking about, well, what do you cook in? What do you mean? What do I what cook do you, in? What, like, do you use butter, I'm a olive oil, coconut yes. oil? Yep, great question. So I Lard, have all, all those good things. Yep. I have them all and I'm open to any of them, such as coconut oil. I have sesame oil. I do tons of grass-fed butter. I do tons of ghee. Ghee is one of my favorites. Like you said, tallow, lard, this is the fat from, you know, animal meat when you cook it. And so saving those things, using those things is super, super important. You know, over time, we've gotten rid of sugar in our diets. It, you see sugar, but we've gotten rid of the fat. No, we've gotten rid of fats, which means we put in a lot of sugar because mm -hmm. fat tastes really good, right? Bacon, butter, the smell of that. I mean, that gets, that gets everybody. And so because we've eliminated so much fat from our diet, we're seeing so much sugar and there's so many artificial sugars. There's like over 200 names for different sweeteners on the market. So it's very confusing. One such as brown rice syrup, which is not good at all. But when I'm cooking, when I'm sauteing, I will generally go to ghee or grass-fed butter. And then if I'm doing like a dessert, I will often use coconut oil, but not too much. And for my salad dressings, if I'm not going to be applying that heat, I'll do extra virgin olive oil. I do love avocado oil. And I think sesame oil on every Asian dish is to die for. <laughs> now, sesame oil, is that a seed oil though? So how, how is it different? That is a seed oil. So sunflower oil is seed oil as well, but high oleac is fine. Sesame oil, there's no heat. There's no heat applied. It's very, it's unrefined. It's cold pressed. Okay. Um, so that's what you're looking for. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And we know that all oils are not created equal, especially when it comes to olive oil. It can say that it's olive oil, but it may not be, right, Jen? Oh, yeah. That's, that's a sneaky market right there. Again, you know, there's things out there. I forget which label I saw, but it, they'll say on the front, made with extra virgin olive oil. And then it's actually, I know what it is. It's a cauliflower thin. First of all, it's cauliflower thin. And then you start reading the label. The first ingredient is enriched wheat flour, which basically means they've taken the wheat flour, extracted all the fiber, and they enriched it with a bunch of vitamins. And they have to add sugar to make it taste good. But then the next ingredient is canola oil, which again, we're saying 
that's that's a contributor to promoting inflammation. And then it lists extra virgin olive oil at the end. So it's like they add in a touch of extra virgin olive oil, but it's really all canola oil. So I often want to like shake the product, call the company and say, hey, why don't you tell us what's inside of the product instead of, you know, what's what you're trying to make us believe. So it's it's super important to, yes, read through labels. Read our labels. Oh my goodness. This is so good. You've given us so much information and good strategies. So going to the grocery store, read the labels, stay on the outside, get fresh ingredients whenever you can and pay attention to shelf lives and preservatives and other chemicals that are in there. And we talk about, you know, one of the biggest things that, you know, I really have tried to educate my patients on is that artificial sweeteners can increase insulin resistance, increase obesity, increase diabetes, increase weight gain. It's like diet sodas. And I remember my mom as a diabetic drinking tab, not even realizing that she's making her diabetes worse. Tab was a pink can that was on the market, 70s, 80s, I don't know if it's, I don't, I haven't seen it in, in decades, but uh-huh. I mean, it was this, that one of the first diet sodas out there it tasted terrible, but you thought, okay, you're drinking a diet substitute. And they were, it was hailed to help you lose weight. And, you know, if you're a diabetic, the American Diabetes Association said, drink it. So oh, yeah. certainly contributed to the progression of her disease, I'm sure. And again, inflammatory, because what other chemicals are in there? How is it processed? What's lacing the aluminum can it's being served in? So you start thinking about these things and you're afraid to drink anything but water where you know it came filtered from or that's got a, you know, a good source that you know of. So, I mean, it is, it is so challenging. It's challenging in our community. I know too, when, so avoid diet, diet, avoid the diet and just make sure you can understand that artificial sweeteners or diet sodas are actually contributing to inflammation and obesity and insulin resistant. And that also drinking them in between your meals is as bad as drinking them with your meals. Mm -hmm. And so really dialing into those many, many aspects, again, clean food. So talk about a day in your life, Jen, what is a day in your life look like with what you're eating? And I like that. Let's do it. Okay. So I start my day off with a bulletproof coffee and I, so when you say in, bulletproof, a black coffee, yep. or are you adding, nope. um, I added, MCT I added, and yep. butter? Okay. Yep. Ghee and some MCT oil. I do both of those and it makes the creamiest, most perfect cup of coffee ever. It's so amazing. Takes me to a whole new level. I'm ready to take on the world then, right? Then I usually go work out. I do have reverse osmosis water on my house. So I'm making sure I do that, adding in some lemon in my water as well, often throughout the day. And then I make it around to breakfast. I would say five out of seven days, I'm not a breakfast eater. And that's mostly because the Bulletproof Coffee one is keeping me full. But also, if you are starving when you wake up in for breakfast, it means that your blood sugar levels are not stable. If you're waking up and you're full and you're staying full throughout your day, it often means that your blood sugar levels are in check. So different parts of my month, right? When you go, when I go through my cycle, and for a lot of women, you go through the cycle, you're, you, you absorb sugars differently. And so often I'll listen to my body. If I wake up and I am just starving, well, guess what? I'm having clean waffles, clean pancakes or eggs and sausage with my kids. But a typical breakfast for me is eggs with avocado, some hot sauce or salsa on top because I like eggs, but I don't like them alone. And then that's probably it. Maybe some sausage or bacon. I do love wild pastures bacon as well. And then let's go into lunch. Lunch often is my my leftovers. For example, I just ate some of my baked salmon that I had leftovers, squeezed some lemon over it, threw on some greens, some avocado, but it's not always fresh like that. I do go to a smoothie shop around here. I have been the weird lady that asked to see, can I see your peanut butter? Can I see your almond milk? That way I know exactly what I'm ordering. And it's funny, they'll come out, they're like, okay, this crazy lady wants to see all of our things. They send it out. I'm like, okay, can't have that almond milk. Cause again, it has the emulsifiers and fillers and weird ingredients. So now I ordered this smoothie. It has banana, some greens, there's hemp protein and the ingredient is just hemp which is really good. 
And then I throw in some avocado, some cinnamon, and I ask them to use coconut water. I'm always like, got to be coconut water. So I probably go get grab that smoothie three days a week for my lunch and also gets me out of the office. Um, And then for dinner, dinners, Taco Tuesday, we have, we do a pizza night, we do a burger night, we do lasagna night, we do a fried fish night. And then on Sunday, I'll either make a gumbo or something very Southern and etouffee barbecue shrimp. Again, made with all clean ingredients. So the beautiful thing is that you can eat the foods you love. You have to be educated on which labels are made with real ingredients. And that is how you can enjoy these foods, still not feel restricted. You're not on a diet. You're actually overcoming the food industry. And that's when you start to see relief in your symptoms and how you feel. I love it. I like overcoming the food industry and you're making choices for yourself based on your health and also your preferences and being able to enjoy that. And your diet is way too high carb for me. But uh, my, you know, in my 40s, I became carb, you know, intolerant pretty much as my hormones shifted. But I love it because in our keto green community and for women too, thinking about we're using, choosing the low carb options, looking, you know, not just assuming our, our salad is going to be with a healthy salad dressing, there could be sugar in that and really understanding the ingredients that we're using. And also, like, I sometimes get lazy about it. Like, I'm just traveling or it's this before you know it, you're waking up my rosacea, like I would just travel to Park City and ate with my daughter in the airport. And by the time I got there, my rosacea had flared up, I felt inflamed. And I was like, Oh, okay, retox detox. It's a it's a constant. Absolutely. Um, I love, I will do a charcoal pill if I ever feel like I've been, you know, exposed, exposed. To, exposed to something now heads up anybody that looks into that, you want to make sure you don't take that around your medication because it can wipe out your medication as well. But some things to put out, I know you said that you were, that's too many carbs. So for example, lasagna, I use palmini noodles. Have you ever used that? No. A girl, palmini noodles are made from hearts of palm. It's literally artichoke noodles, right? If I do, what did I say? I do fried fish. Fried fish is made with either almond flour or cassava flour. If I do a wrap, it's made with a jicama wrap or a cauliflower wrap. Nice. They have these products on the shelves, but most people and your aren't pizza. Even aware. What are you using? Are you using cauliflower crust on your pizza? What? No, I love Simple Mills. They have a crust. Capello's has a crust with almond flour. Um, okay. Otherwise, I will use outer aisle cauliflower crust, and those are perfect. They're already pre-made. They're they're Parmesan cheese, eggs, and um, cauliflower, and that's it. And you just put your toppings on, boom, got dinner. I, I love that. I love that you've got these healthy options when you say it and describe it. Yeah, much, much lower glycemic. And oh, for sure. Yeah. And so, okay, with the thank you. This has been such good information. I'm going to do my rapid fire question. So in the girlfriend doctor platform, we have four pillars, nourish, shine, awaken and embrace. So with nourish, my first question is what is your favorite food? Ooh, my favorite food is going to be avocado. I had to pick avocado. one. Oh my goodness. I love it. Avocado. My uh, friend, Ellie Campbell, I interviewed her on oral health and cardiovascular risk. And that is her favorite food. And I was saying that I just cut open an avocado, we'll take out the pit and put olive oil and salt, pepper, maybe some za'atar. And it's just amazing. Good. It really is. We we do this thing in our family with the kids at night. Like if you only had one food that you could eat for the rest of your life and it was all you could have, what could it be? I'm like, if I had to pick something, it's going to be avocado. Oh my gosh. I love it. And then shine. Is there a skincare product or something that you love that keeps your skin glowing and beautiful? Oh yeah. Skincare made with all real ingredients called the skin can do. Skin can do. Skin Can Do. She is out of Washington, D.C., and she is amazing. We actually have a wake-up starter kit with um, with little things in it. I forget our code. I don't know. It's like wake up 20, maybe for 20% off. I have no idea. But it is game changer. In fact, I used to only wash my face with a bar of soap because I never had any rosacea. I never had any breakouts. And I think I contribute that to having a clean eating diet. But as I'm getting older, I'm like, what should I actually be using to get my makeup off of my face, right? Found her, she found me, and 
I was introduced to her stuff. She is, it's all organic. She like gets her honey from Italy. She travels there and gets it from like the oldest beehives. I mean, her stuff is insane. The smell is amazing and I'll never, I'll never go back. I love it. I love having good options. I use the Spa Doctors brand, her line of products, and I use Sahar Sweet Anne's skin brands too, all very, very clean and okay. formulated for older skin. So really good. But I, I grew up with olive oil soap and that's at all my uh, sinks and in my shower, it's olive oil soap. And I think it, it's the so Greeks know what good. they're doing and they're still doing that. So good. So good. Yeah. Okay. Awaken is the next thing. What is something you read or, you know, uh, have heard that just lit you up, inspired you? Oh, when you're maybe your favorite book. Yeah. You know, I think how I am spreading this message of wake up and read the labels right now is a book called expert secrets. And it's by Russell Bronson. And he once told, well, he didn't once tell me, but I read in the book, if you're not pissing somebody off every day by 12 o'clock, you are not marketing hard enough. You're not doing your job hard enough because as the mission of wake up and read the label spreads and we're empowering people to feel good, gets windy up there. We start to get feedback from people. And so oftentimes you can, those things can keep you up at night and make you start to question your message. But I've, I've welcomed these things and considered it validation that we are making an impact and we need to keep changing lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love it. And embrace, embrace, you know, we talk about intimacy and connection relationships and you've been married how many years now? 13 almost 13 I'm years pretty young. So I'm, what, I'm doing good so far. <laughs> what, what is something that keeps you connected your intimacy growing together with my, with my husband? Yes. Oh, that's a good question. Because you've made um, dietary changes help clean, you know, doing that together can sometimes create conflict if one's not doing it and the other is or they have different oh, yeah. perspectives around this it. Is, so that's yeah, can this, be challenging. So how you come together? And absolutely. We're so alike, my husband and I, our personality traits, everything we like, everything we do. I think the thing that has kept our relationship so vibrant and so healthy and why we're here today is because we do everything with each other. There's no mm -hmm. girls night out. There's no boys night out. There's no, like, we don't go off with our kids alone and do things. It's always we're together because we are each other's best friends. And I think another one is honesty. We've never lied to each other or kept anything from each other. And so I do think that is a contributor to our relationship. No, I love it. I love best friends and doing everything together. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bathed in honesty. And you've got that good energy together. You know, I think when I saw you at biohacking conference, your he husband did. was with you. Yes. And he, I was I like, he's my, he's my biggest cheerleader as yeah, well. Actually, like, what a he, great couple. Yeah. Thank you. He had You're a welcome. law firm for uh, 10 plus years and he left the law firm to come help me here at wake up because he saw, he's like, you know what? Everyone's adversarial in the law firm. And over here, it's like you, you're helping change lives and everybody, women are empowering each other and helping each other. It's like, I want to be a part of that. So wow. he's the guy behind the scenes, helping me get editors and vendors and helping me understand the business side of um, wake up and read the labels. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jen. And to leave our listeners with just one final tip that if they do this today, yeah. they will wake up healthier tomorrow. For sure. I would go to freemorningguide.com to discover three common foods, killing your energy, ruining your day. It's going to help you find a clean milk, a clean protein, and a clean bread so that you can start with your morning and you will feel fuller longer. You'll notice a difference in your belly and that will ultimately kickstart your journey on a clean eating wellness space journey. I love it. All right. Tell our audience where they can find you, follow you, connect yep, with like you. I said, Absolutely. Go to freemorningguide.com. You can also find me on all social media platforms at wake up and read the labels. <laughs>
I love it. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and sharing your wisdom, your insight, your energy, your passion for this and cleaning up and what you're doing as you create this awareness will change industry, will change what is being marketed oh, yeah. and manufactured to us. And we do look for, I would say, you know, why should organic foods have to label and go through uh, certifications? Shouldn't the chemically treated processed companies have to identify that they've injected what they've injected into the food right. we're eating or it's, sprayed on the food we're eating? It's really yeah. twisted. Organic food should just be food. Everything else should be poison. It's, it's just, it's at this point, it's consumer confusion. And so hopefully wake up and read the labels is helping empower people to be educated, to understand what's in their food. So ultimately they can feel good. So I appreciate you helping to spread the message as well by bringing me on the show today. Oh, it is my pleasure. It is my pleasure. And for our audience, we've given you a lot of information. I know you're checking your cupboards right now. Sometimes it's great yeah. to go ahead through them and eliminate everything that you know, okay, this is not good. And if it is food yourself, when it is sitting on the counter, like for example, cinnamon loaf that my daughter brought home the other day, you know, or a couple of weeks ago, it was sitting on the counter and it was like still there. And you're like, that is not whole food in that cinnamon bread. And start reading the labels and looking at what it was made with, what was the preservatives that were used and cleaning that up. I remember when I was traveling to Holland and it was, we we're staying at a, a house. We had home exchanged our home in St. Simon's Island for their home in Biltolven in the Netherlands. And they were a family of six, six like four big teenagers and two adults. Mm -hmm. And we, they had a small fridge and I was like, oh my goodness, so, you know, like this was a really small fridge, like a college fridge. I mean, just a little bigger than a college fridge or one of the Smeg fridges. And, and so I, I was like, well, what do you do? They said, well, every day we ride our bikes to the market and we get our food fresh. And I was, it was raining outside and pouring. And of course I asked this question. I said, well, what do you do when it rains? And they looked at me very, very strange. And they said, well, we get wet. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that makes makes sense. That makes sense. So fresh food, and it is a very healthy, a very healthy nation. So thank you all for being with me here. And with and thank you so much, Jen, for joining me from wake up and read the labels. And I thank you all for listening and empowering your health and it will change it will change the lives of, of our, ourselves of our household of our community, and it will change the way people market to us. And the choices that um, become easier, the choices will become easier with time. Knowledge is power. And I thank you for listening. Yes. Please share this podcast with everyone you know that needs to hear this and to make some changes and also to get on board. Sometimes we're doing this in isolation and don't have the family support or community support. But by sharing this and encouraging them to listen and start reading the labels, start making one next right step. That is a powerful, a powerful way to ignite support and change for those that you do love and care about. And then again, then we have accountability and we have support and community. And we're more likely to stay, you know, stay focused on our health and doing the little hard things sometimes that really make a big, big, big difference. So if you love this podcast, please, wherever you listen to my show, please give us a five-star rating. Your ratings mean so much to our rankings in the podcast apps and we help reach more people together that way. Thank you for being here till next time on the Girlfriend Doctor Show. God bless. <laughs>